Yeah, I got in the same argument with my therapist. Mm. She's like, it's not the end of the world if you don't get sleep. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to fucking murder someone the next day. I'm not like, yeah. hey, let's sit down and try to figure out how to arrange music. Winners. So I was talking with a close friend recently about how I need to diversify my friend group because it's too fucking white now. Oh, yeah. It's too fucking white. And like um, when I in high school, I had tons of like uh, ethnic. Uh, yeah, like like I was the only white guy. Like, yeah, like it was yeah. full of Asians, full of Arab dudes. Like mm-hmm. racial humor, absolutely on the table for yeah. everybody. Right now, I'm surrounded by white people who are just so uptight, and I feel like the people that are the most uptight must be harboring the most racist thoughts. Maybe, yeah. This yeah. is my theory, anyway, because like I am so open about joking about shit and always have been because of that experience right yeah and it's only now that like everything's getting you know highly woke and whatever that everyone's like we need to bring all the races together and blah 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 it's like but it's also funny like people are just missing a huge sub like yeah i think i i think you maybe are you kind of on the right track there but i think what it actually is is that the specifically white people who are really uptight, they're the ones that grew up in just like really white communities. And they never had friends of different colors growing up, right? I think those are the really uptight people. Mm-hmm. I had the same situation you had. I had friends of all different races. Like I grew, the area I grew up in was very diverse. And yeah, sometimes I was the only white person or the very least there was one or two other people in, in the group that mm-hmm. was um, non-white. And it was just like, yeah, like racial jokes weren't an issue. Um, well, that's, that's the thing. One of the arguments now is like, um, you know, that only white people can be racist, right? Like that's, yeah. a, that's a very predominant thought. It's just like, you don't think when the one black kid came to our 2200 Asian school, yeah. people weren't like, hey, we have a black guy now. You think I was the only one that noticed that? It's like every race was like, we have a black yeah, guy now. Yeah. We're well, legit. We're we're getting into the whole, um, what's it called, race theory, right? I, I've never heard yeah. that term. So so the reason why they say only white people can be racist is because they and it is what what I say right now is all in my mind bullshit. So don't take it as me advocating for this position. But what they believe is that racism can only occur in a position of power, right? Right. So what they say is only white people have power in North American society, so only white people can be racist. Which is a stupid argument, because I literally saw a homeless guy yell at Filipinos in a McDonald's the other day. Right, right. So does he have power over them? No. Like, you could say that the Filipino people weren't hurt. I mean, they actively laughed. Like, they were like, I'm on my... $2,000 $2,000 phone laughing at you. Yeah. And what they would, what these people would say about you is that you're a class reductionist. 
uh, what does that mean? That means that you're only looking at the fact that the white person was poor and homeless and the Filipino people weren't and, and assuming a power relationship based on purely economic class. You weren't looking at the intersection of all these different things like like race and gender and all these other things, right? I can't even, I, like, see, there's so many concepts I can't even wrap my head around what people explain to me race is yeah. now. Right. Cause like I've only had my experience, which is I've never really like, I'm not a, I'm not a, like, I don't see color person, Yeah, but it's rarely ever a thing that's on my mind unless there's a reason for it to be on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the reason why you struggle with these concepts is cause they're mostly bullshit, right? It's a whole lot of, of intellectual, um, weaving and, ducking to come to these conclusions that don't really stand up to scrutiny. But like, like, so <clears throat> take that example with their argument. What, like, what are they saying? Like, I'm only seeing because, because the, the money disparity, they couldn't be affected by it. No, the, 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 what they're saying is like, so you, so their claim is that white people have power in our society. And that's what, creates racism right so when when a a fellow if a filipino person is uh says something about black people he's being prejudiced but he's not being racist right that's what their argument would be right if a filipino person is we'll say that one more time they're being prejudiced or they're being bigoted but they're not being racist even though they're white person is not being racist no if it's a non-white person Oh, being uh, prejudiced towards another person based on their race, even though it's based on their race, because it's not a white person, they're not being racist because only white people have this institutional power uh, in our society to wield racism. Right. Right. It's garbage. Right. But the, your example of a homeless white person as having no institutional power they would say that you're being class reductionist because you're only looking at the fact that he's poor as evidence that he has no power, right? You're not looking at his white privilege. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I there's a famous TikTok that's gone around where this Singapore a guy from Singapore just like starts yelling at this white tourist. Yeah. He's like, get out of my country, you fucking poor white bastard. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, and he's like, hello to you too, sir. Like yeah. he's a Canadian or whatever, right. just in Singapore. Yeah. Racism. I mean, just racists are racist to me. Like, it's like, it, it, there's no, I, I get that people can be ignorant, you know, like, like for example, like white people going up and, saying something stupid about a black person's hair, touching their hair, some shit like that, right? Yeah. I genuinely think those people are more morons than anything. I don't think they're like maliciously. It's like, as you said, like I had friends that grew up in like real, like, you know, there was 12 people in their classroom and like they were the only person there graduating, whatever. Right. I remember like the first time one of those friends saw a dude, like this kid, we were just out playing soccer. He saw this kid and he's like, that kid has to be from Africa. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's so dark. He has to be from Africa. I'm like, he's yeah. definitely not from Africa. He could be from Africa, but this kid specifically was absolutely not from Africa. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And it's like certain, like I just feel like most most people, it is out of pure ignorance. They don't, they're not, they're not like, actually actively trying to be racist in their comments mm, right like it's just it comes across as uh, someone that's more like like or comes across racist to someone that's more informed like myself right like i'm like i've seen black kids like this my whole life it's it's not a new thing to me yeah but i think that i think that if if you don't actively try to prevent racist attitudes if you have an isolated group of people that racism will come out of that because they're going to see themselves as being like a collective and people outside of that collective as being different, as being um, dangerous, as being sort of having the wrong way of living. Right. Mm. That That's just human nature. So for sure, if you have a, a white community that isn't exposed to black people and you're not teaching them racial tolerance, some of them are going to be racist just mm by it's 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 a thing that we're it's always going to constantly have to be um dealt with right you can't just get rid of racism once and then it's gone it's 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 going to keep cropping up in every culture on the planet right because it's part of human nature right well that's the thing people always point to prison right Mm. prison's the greatest example it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be a racist or think about race. If I go to prison, I'm probably going to be thinking about race. Yeah. Because totally. that's how it generally breaks up, right? It's like they don't give a fuck that I uh like hip hop and maybe identify with their co- it's like yeah. no, at the end of the day it's like you're a fucking white boy mm-hmm. and you look like all these other racist white boys, so that's I'm not about to have a little tete-a-tete to make sure you're not a true racist white boy. Right? Yeah, like um, my my stepdad actually told me this story, which I thought was kind of humorous. They have a, a golden uh, Labrador dog, right? And they take their, the dog out and it'll meet other dogs. Sometimes those exchanges are friendly. Sometimes they're not. They can never really figure it out, right? But one time they got the, they got the dog from a breeder, Right. So one time this breeder had like a reunion. So it's like all the dogs that we've sold come to our our farm and just have a day. Right. And my stepdad was like, not a single fight. This hundreds of these dogs get together and they're all playing and they're having a great time. Mm -hmm. But they're all the same race. He's like they're a bunch of supremacists, these dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Right. You see a thing that looks like you and I guess in the dog's case probably smells like you. Right. Yeah. Same genetics. Yeah. Family and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like, um, multicultural, like it, it is the ongoing experiment. It never ends. Right. Like you're always going to have, you know, people that like, Say you're 15 and uh, say you're a black family and you have some white kid 
come spray paint the n-word on your building is like you're yeah. probably going to have more of a proclivity to hate white people mm-hmm. right or whatever and like those experiences you can't really discount because it's like it's something that happened to you right like if i got assaulted by a certain race i'm probably going to be more wary yeah. of that race going forward yeah it'd be ignorant of me to pretend that i think otherwise yeah like i i definitely think people in those cases they should attempt to sort of deprogram themselves from those attitudes right like there when i grew up there were specific um people from specific countries that were forming more violent gangs in my high school right and it was hard for me right out of high school to like not think things about that particular country right Mm -hmm. but over time i was like no that's that's, it's not right to think that there's a lot of good people yeah. coming from those countries and and yeah like you can deprogram yourself for sure way, right? and that and that is the thing right like you uh you do have to actively work on that yeah yeah or you continue to have good experiences with you know set said group it doesn't yeah. even come down to race right like this is like me and cops yeah i have had very bad experiences with cops my friend's dad was a cop prototypical asshole cop you know he did terrible shit his whole career Mm. garbage person like i hate him and like his son like i uh, most cop sons that i in my experience hate their dads like they do not oh yeah. yeah they do not talk to them after they're 18 right and so but I also know there are really good cops, right? Mm. And so it's like, it's my job not to just let the two times I've been arrested affect all my yeah, yeah. interactions with every future cop. Because that A, that will probably get me fucking shot. Right. But like, it's, it's just not, it's not going to go well for me to not analyze those. Yeah, and I th- I, what, one thing, interesting point that I think you bring up is that it's not always about skin color too, right? Like a lot of prejudice, prejudicial behavior in our society can be based on pretty much anything, right? I've, I've had people um, be suspicious of me because I was an atheist, right? I've had people be who looked at me weird because I'm left-handed, right? I've had people be suspicious of me because I'm introverted. I did not right? know you're left-handed, but now I'm suspicious of <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I'm sinister. I've right? heard a lot. I've heard a lot about you, lefties. <laughs> um, so, so higher percentage of you are gay. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't know that. Um, so yeah, th- I mean that's that is. Uh, um, I I don't I don't think as a society like why do we focus just on prejudicial behavior that occurs as a result of our skin color when there's so many other ways that we can judge each other unfairly, right? Yeah. And we do this all the time. Oh, perfect example, me in the kink community. Yeah. I assume that everybody in the kink community is super woke and nobody thinks like me, right? right. Do I know that for a fact? No, I don't. Yeah. That's my prejudice is that so far it seems like everybody wants me to be saying he, him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If um, The one that really bothers me is the, is the introvert extrovert one, right? Like the, as an introvert... I've literally come across job uh, postings where people will say we're looking for outgoing people, right? It's a job that doesn't require 
you to interact with customers at all, but they're actively being prejudiced, prejudicial hiring against introverts. Right. But we don't we don't make a big deal about that. Mm. We're just like, of course, mm. of course, companies would want extroverts to work for them. Fuck those introverts. But if you said if you put out a job posting that says we only want white people, you're Which someone did recently. Yeah. Did yeah. No, I, I I'm sure people do that. But your company is going to get eviscerated for absolutely. that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm absolutely with you. There, there's a lot of that, that, and that's again, it goes back to the like hypocrisy and the mm-hmm. people that are hyper focused on this one thing, like, and that's also what I find with like anybody that I've really run into when they're hyper woke is like, you can't even maintain your own belief system without looking like a hypocrite. Like I will immediately see another situation in which you're being prejudiced towards people, a thing or something and be like, but Hey, you you told me not to be prejudiced about this thing, but like you really don't like black cats for some reason. Like, why don't you like black cats? Like, well, I don't know. They're unlucky. It's like, you've proven that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's our, it's like our, um, humans, pattern recognition right Mm -hmm. it's like we find we try to look for these patterns in life that maybe don't really exist but we just get convinced don't even get me started on this this is this is what my psychologist literally told me to is Mm. my brain overactively does that that's what it's been doing its whole life is Mm. like she always says to me you feel like you didn't get handed the rule book that everybody else in life did Oh yeah. Yeah. Like on how to operate, how to be, how to talk, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So she says to me all the time, because I'm always like, and that is how I think I'm like, okay, maybe if I do this thing, those cars won't annoy me. Or maybe if I do this, like maybe I just need to talk to this person, like figuring out these like little stupid patterns that definitely don't actually matter right but my brain is obsessed with trying to find these little solutions yeah that's weird that you say that because i i used to actively say that out loud when i was in junior high like did you guys all get a book that i i didn't get on how to interact because it seems like you guys all know these rules that i don't know right yeah yeah and i i just i've always felt constantly like that yeah anywhere i go i'm just like wait you guys are all doing what you're all saving for 401k who told you this like i don't i don't i'm supposed to have how much by 30 i don't know this you know yeah it's it's interesting that you say that because for you it's more about like those kind of life skills where for me it was about socializing right Mm. it's like i felt like i missed out on the rule book on how to interact with other people Mm. right what do you think uh what do you think would be the most beneficial thing to tell your 16 year old self now about uh, I, socializing. I think the most beneficial thing would be to say literally that there is no rule book that nobody knows what the hell they're doing and they're just acting like they do. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be what I would want to tell myself. Faking it till you make it. Yeah. Kind of is a thing, I think. Yeah. But it's also like some people are just, you know, like some people are just more liked, right? Like some people, for whatever reason, people give a lot of give and a lot of forgiveness to the way they act because they just really like them for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then you look at those people and you're like, 
what are they doing that I'm not doing? And it's like, it's nothing. They just, they just have that look or yeah. whatever, or that way of walking that just clicks to people. Right. Yeah. So don't, don't try to find the, the algorithm, the, the secret formula for them. Cause there isn't one. Right. right? My, mine's also for the record, mine's way more about obsessing about social oh, yeah. than real world. Like I, yeah, it, it's way more about the, social playbook Mm -hmm. that's what she thinks i'm most concerned about she's like she tried to reiterate to me like you actually have very good social skills you're just so in your fucking head about it that that's usually what disconnects you yeah is when you start like for example like the only scenario in which i have troubles it with with uh like just being my normal whatever is when there's stakes so dating Mm -hmm. right that's when i start to get like how am I supposed to act? How am I supposed to be? That's when I get really in my head. How am I supposed to respond to that? Yeah. Right. And then yeah. I, it, the re the reason a lot of, uh, I realized like my f- first dates didn't go anywhere. A, I wasn't attracted to people that I kept going on dates with. I don't, mm. I don't know why I kept doing that. Yeah. That I had to learn. But the other thing was that I was not showing any of who I was. So like my, all I had ever heard was when you go on a date, ask the girl a lot of questions, right? Cause yeah, like the yeah. number one complaint is like a guy just monologuing about shit right. on the first. And so when I go on a first date, it's trying, my mind is I'm now trying to shut down my propensity to just ask question after question after question. So I don't have to share anything about myself. Yeah. Right. Because sharing about yourself is what helps you connect to other people. Yeah, totally. And makes the fun. I, I've had that issue too. It's like, it's like, why are you interviewing me? Right. You're just asking me question after question. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it, it can't work that way. It's like, you gotta, the question has to make sense within the context of what you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a much, I think, harder thing to do. But I think the, 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 the point that we're trying to make here is that the rules don't, there's no hard and fast rules. Right. It's almost like you have to, it's like the way you act. It's like, if you act like this is how this, the situation should go, that's the way it's going to go. And everyone's going to look into that and say, yes, you know, you're, you're dictating the rules as the social event is playing out. Right. Mm I, I used to hate people that were like, uh, kind of the stereotypical like drinkers that were just like the hype up, like we're going to have so much fun, just that mm. over positivity, whatever. But as a, as a 36 year old, like now I realized there was merit in that, like mm. setting the intention to have a good time really does propel most encounters to be a good time. Right. Mm, that's interesting. I never thought about that. It's yeah. like how people say, uh, like I invite people to go walking at any time of the year, right? But there's certain people that say, ah, it's too cold or ah, like they've come up with something stopping them, right? Yeah. And I'm saying, I'm going to go out and have a good time. I have clothes. I have whatever. I'll dress in an appropriate way that I will still go have fun, right? There's certain people that can't get on board with that let's go do it mindset. Yeah. I, and I struggle with this in a lot of scenarios. I should be clear. 
I, I don't know how I would react to that. I typically don't like it when someone says, let's go have a good time. I'm just like, let's go have a time, right? Why do I have to? You don't want the expectation. No, it's like I I don't want my I don't want my emotions to be, um, to have that kind of judgment on them. If I'm bored, if I'm upset, let me be bored and upset, right? Yeah, I I personally like. See, I've always been attracted to those people because. I feel like such a negative person. Mm. I know that's not how most people see me. In general, I'm an optimist, right? But like, I've always appreciated those people that have that delusional happiness shit. Reason being, it seems to work. Yeah, it it does. But I mean, it... It doesn't work on everyone, right? Some people really hate that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, you're, you're going to get a, a group of people around you that are kind of feeding on that positivity, right? But then there's going to be these people that are just seeing it as really inauthentic and they don't like it at all, right? And then the question is, which one of those people would you rather have in your group? The person that wants the positivity or the person that wants the authenticity, mm-hmm. right? But I don't, I don't think those people are necessarily excluded from being authentic. Like I met, like I met one person that I just like, I was like rooting for their downfall, like in my twenties, oh, yeah. where yeah. I was just like, you can't be this positive all the time, right? Like you know those people where it's just like, yeah, I was the detractor, where I was just like, you have to be lying or like beating your wife when you go home or some some shit, yeah. Not true. Just some people's minds, like they escaped childhood trauma. They escaped whatever. And their brains just work clear. And like those people are authentically themselves, even though to most of us, it's like, you're full of shit. Right? Yeah. Like in the same way that people are on the spectrum, right? Like I've never met purer people than the people I volunteered with. Because they just do have such a positive, genuine outlook. There is no cynicism. Yeah. So if if people are genuinely like com- like you say, completely devoid of cynicism and just exude positivity in the most genuine and authentic way, I can't fault that. Who could fault that, right? Yes. Let's let's be around those people. But if you don't have that, if you really do have complex emotions that sometimes you have to express there's no point in suppressing those in favor of positivity right just be the person that you are yeah it this makes me for some reason think about (laughs) okay so i met a guy at a gaming group when i first came down here Mm. super rigid engineer type guy Mm -hmm. i was trying to be friends with him um, and he invited me over to some party at his house. It was just like, it was a real nerd fest. Like I, like I, I've realized that my friends are geeks. We're not nerds. Oh yeah. They yeah. were talking about like astrophysics. Oh yeah. So my, my kind of <laughs> sure shit that just absolutely was over my head, whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know those people. Anyways, they, they kind of had that like toxic don't share real feelings, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just really myself one day. 
never heard from them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, like that's exactly the kind of people like the, the, the ones that I think about in my mind are the ones that every interaction has to be just joke after joke after joke. Right. And as soon as you say something that is intended to be humorous, it's like those people they can't handle it. Right. Mm. Yeah. That that's those are the kind of people that really bother me. It's like I like humor. Don't get me wrong. Like I I like a good joke and and all of that. I especially like jokes that make fun of how how cynical and bittersweet life is, right? Um but I don't need everything to be a joke, right? Yeah. Well, and I, like I don't know if you experience this much as an INTP, but like two ENFPs talking, mm. it also, same with INFJs, you can be talking about your father's death, immediately start joking, then slip back into talking about when your dog died when you're yeah, six, yeah. then joke again, right? I know the people you're talking about, and I've also experienced that, where it's like, we're joke, joke, and then I say something real, and they're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, the vibe, suddenly the vibe yeah, is You dead, ruined right? the vibe, man. Yeah. It's just like... What the fuck are you talking about? Like, let's be real here. I know. And that's, that's the thing is like, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like when you're the kind of person who has and deals with negative emotions, you can go there and slip back out of it. No problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of environment I'm more comfortable in. I don't want to be on tiptoes. Oh, I might say something that isn't isn't super positive and is going to kill the vibe right yeah yeah well and that that it, i yeah and and even even like the genuinely like you were saying the people that are completely clear-headed and are genuinely positive all the time they're okay with the negativity as well and what they do is they just crunch on it bring it back to you in, in a positive way. Like they're like, Oh, look at it this way. Cause right? they're so used to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and great. Do that, please. Yeah. Just, just don't judge me for being negative. Yeah. Right? I like to think of, uh, like incredibly charming people like, uh, you know, John Hamm, for example, mm, yeah. John Hamm does not seem like he is inauthentic in any way. Yeah. Like he's a genuinely funny dude. That's also able to, slip in and out of serious conversations right yeah and it's like that is unbelievably charming to most people because he's authentically himself but he also is a very positive person that is going to be able to bring others up when they're down yeah you know not in a forceful terrible way it's like a, a the person feels heard but it's it's a you know yeah like did you ever watch 30 rock mm-hmm you, you know, uh, he was on 30 Rock and he played a character which is exactly like what you're talking about. I don't remember his character. Oh, yeah, it was it was brilliant, right? He, he played this character that was just because he was so good looking and tall and and all of those things. It's like he never had to deal with any negativity <laughs> at all. And he was just completely unprepared for like Liz Lemon's, mm. you know, mm -hmm. messy life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I yeah, that was some of my favorite uh, 30 rock episodes. I don't. Yeah. I, I tried to rewatch it, but it wasn't a show that I could rewatch for some reason. Oh really? I've, I've rewatched it numerous times. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I, the, when you, when you were talking about TV, I, I was just thinking of them on curb now. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, God, I can't wait to see that new season. 
Oh, are they still making that show? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? I no, I like it. I I just um I don't know, TV nowadays it's it's just feels like so much work, especially when it's a show that has what like 11 seasons. I'm just like I I don't even want to try to go through. <laughs> really? And, yeah, yeah. That's how I am kind of now. We don't really it's not really a show where you have to watch it it's kind of like it's exactly like seinfeld you could just watch a random episode and it's going to be entertaining no i know but then i i'm gonna feel like i'm missing out like i i will watch an episode i'm like fuck this is good and it's like immediately i'm gonna want to watch it in sequence just so i don't miss an episode right Mm -hmm. if you're just watching season three episode 16 and season five episode eight it's like you're never going to be able to watch all of them because you're gonna miss a few right Although, like back in the day when I first moved out, like 17, we just had one TV in the living room that was literally on all day long. Yeah. And that would be the gathering place. And they would, it would just be, I think this is when TBS first started out. So it'd just be 24 hours of the same show. Mm. So it'd be like 24 hours of Seinfeld or 24 hours of, do you remember what MXC is? No. That was like the, like... It was like an Asian game show that they brought over to America, but then they dubbed their like hilarious shit onto oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, here comes blah, blah, blah. He's a mm-hmm. coal miner for the South, you know, some ludicrous premise. Yeah. Anyways, just I, I had never watched Seinfeld in sequence, but when I eventually did, I was like, oh, I saw every episode except for maybe season one because kind yeah. of roundly hated that you know and that reminds me i've always thought that uh platforms like netflix should add a random feature to their uh to their shows like yeah give me a random episode absolutely right i i, I would love that too. yeah i would probably i could probably watch curb that way mm-hmm. if i got a random episode every time because yeah then it could just be like oh there's nothing else to watch throw on a random episode right well, and you bring up a good point because that also, it adds an element that doesn't really exist anymore, which is unpredictability. Yeah. Like I, you know, now when I'm going into episode two of something or season two of something, I know it's going to be a continuation. Yeah. Right. It's always going to be, all right, well, Larry knows this person now and blah, blah, blah. Whereas if I watched a random episode, I'd be like, how the fuck did he get to know Leon? Like, yeah. where did Leon come from? <laughs> well, and the the other thing that we've lost is we never just stumble into a show, right? We're always intentionally clicking on, oh, this might be interesting. Back when we used to watch, when we used to have cable, you would be channel surfing and you might hit a show that's already five minutes, 10 minutes in, and then you start watching it, right? Right. And, and like, y- you might then we don't know what we're missing now because we're no longer doing that. Maybe there's a show that you would watch if you had been introduced to it that way that you would never click on if you saw it in a list. Right. Yeah. It really is friends of friends now, mostly. Yeah. Or, or you go seek out your own list. Right. Yeah. What really highlighted how like niche all our viewing is now is there's like a, 18 year old draft uh, pick for, I think, I think this was the NFL, mm. you know, he's like, or I guess he's not 18. He's probably like 22, but they asked him like, what do you think of, you know, this great player, right. That everybody fucking knows. It's like 
the you know Joe Namath or or whoever, it, like for their club, and the kid's like who, and all the reporters are just like taken aback, like how the fuck do you not know Muhammad Ali? Oh yeah, yeah. and it's like because this kid has just been watching YouTube his whole life and in his certain lanes, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. it wasn't his sport, whatever the sport was that he, he was being talked about. He's like I. I literally only watch basketball stuff. I don't know anything about hockey or baseball or there's no cross anything anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, but that's, I think that happens in general generational divides all the time. Like there's probably things that our parents were completely surprised that we had no knowledge of. That was so much a part of their cultural upbringing. Right. Yeah. But now there's no like collective, thing that's going on like i think that's why things like tiger king etc yeah. are kind of like a blast from the past because it's like it's like something came out sunday night and you talked about it monday morning right because it's true like, holy shit did you see you know fucking carol baskin <laughs> you know yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah that's i mean my girlfriend watches a lot of tv and it's like holy shit there's so much out there right it's like you yeah you can be completely immersed into a certain genre of television and like never run out of things to watch Mm -hmm. right so long as your your bar for like quality isn't that high right you can really get into although now yeah there's so much high quality tv you can't possibly fucking watch it all yeah oh yeah totally um definitely the the i've changed my thoughts on watching tv in general and Mm consuming media like that i remember like eight years ago my brother read a book that was like tv is a drug it it really it's it's a drug yeah and i now as my brain gets healthier i've noticed how much i gravitate away from doing anything that's long periods of time yeah do you mean like i used to watch hours of tv like I, i literally for a year when i was 17 just woke up put on cable, watched it till I went to sleep. Like that's what I did for the entire year. Now I'm starting to feel like I have all these pursuits I want to do. When am I going to get to do these? If I am, you know, dedicating hours and hours to TV. Right. And so like, I'm even finding my obsessive compulsive thing around like finishing TV shows or seeing every episode is kind of diminishing as I'm like, this this time's finite. I'm pretty sure I'll die by 46. So I have like 10 years oh, wow. <laughs> to get all my hobbies in, right? And it's yeah. like, I haven't even started doing music shit. I want to do drum pad shit or learn drums. Like I, yeah. I fucking loved playing drums, right? It's like, when am I going to do to that if I'm spending six hours a day watching TV? It's like, that's what I need to be doing this other thing. Yeah, that I, I am definitely on board with you on there. The the only time I watch TV now is when I'm too tired. Like, I, I still have insomnia, like chronic insomnia. So sometimes, like, my energy by the end of my workday is completely tapped out. So I'm literally putting TV on just to pass the time because it's like I have to go to bed at a certain time. My body really wants to go to sleep, but it's like, no, I need good sleep hygiene or whatever. So I'm forcing myself to get through the evening and it's just a distraction right um but other than that i don't i don't like the thing with tv is like there's not 
what happens as you get older is like you the the plots just don't seem that different that's anymore, true right <clears throat> a, a film student <clears throat> friend of mine really killed tv shows and stuff for me mm. back in the day because he's the one that made me aware he's like look at this set design yeah and from that moment i was like fuck you like you broke the illusion right. of tv for, for me like i now see it as a set and like that's the thing that like when i get high i only see actors on a stage now right yeah yeah i'm and so another person basically said here's the five here's the five type of movies that are made and i was like god damn it yeah because it is. It's just five tropey things. And so it is. You start to get bored by yeah, the same it, formula. There's the hero's journey or whatever, right? Yeah. Right. But at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, I fucking love revenge. I've watched yeah. a revenge film every year for my whole life. It doesn't get boring to me, right? Yeah, and I, I actually really like the hero's journey. The origin story type stuff. Um, but yeah, I've seen that too. The one that really interested me was the was the sitcoms right a lot of sitcoms there's a certain set of characters that really work well in Mm -hmm. sitcoms and a lot of them have done it like like the simpsons for example right like chief wiggum the like the like kind of stupid cop character cop yeah yeah that gets done a lot and it's because all those all those characters have just shown to work really well with each other in a sitcom setting so it gets used over and over again, right? I someone someone on TikTok recently broke down every crime show mm. that's been on NBC for the last 20 years. And it's like, all right, do you have the nerdy scientist? Do you have the like and it, it yeah. real and they showed a, p- a picture <laughs> of every scientist that's ever played that jo- and I was like, holy shit, it really is that formulaic that like it's like, all right, is he, we're definitely making the lab tech Asian. We're definitely making the, you know, main character, some handsome white dude. We're definitely making the partner, some sassy girl. Right? Like it's like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And, and the thing is, it's like, I think the solution, cause I don't, I don't, I don't think people should just give up on all art forms because they're recycled. Like that's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think something like TV, you just need to have, a fulfilling life out that you can engage in so that by the time you're ready to sit down and watch TV, you're ready for your brain to just shut off. What happens is, is when you're using TV just to fill large amounts of time, your brain is just immediately going to start to notice these things and it's not going to be enjoyable. And and that is what I, that's how I was using TV before, right? I was bored. I wasn't trying to, get anything done or whatever right and it's like now i actively have things i'm thinking about it's actually it's quite scary to me honestly trying to adopt this new mindset because like ever since i was 15 i just had suicidal ideation so Mm -hmm. if you think you're going to kill yourself today you don't really have long-term pursuits right oh yeah yeah and so now it's actually scarier to think oh, I do care about this hobby and I do want to explore this because it's like, what if I don't get to do it, Yeah. right? Now I've, like, my mindset's flipped and so that's what's motivating me to not watch TV, not whatever, is it's like, I kind of feel tired right now, but I could still be doing X hobby. I'm with you. At a certain point in the day, I, I am just too tired and it's like, okay, 
you know, like for me, it's like seven or eight o'clock. It's like, I'm either hanging out with people or I'm watching TV or something and I'm checking out until I go to bed. Right? Yeah. And I mean, I, that's what I want to, that's why like I go to the doctor with these sleep problems and I'm like, and, and they kind of like downplay They're like, yeah, I mean, you, you got five hours. That's, I mean, you're not going to die. And it's like, yeah, but I, I can't do anything in the evenings. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I need to have that fulfilling night's sleep because otherwise I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to feel like my life sucks because all I can do is sit there and watch TV. Right. Like I don't, I don't think they appreciate how shitty that is. Right. Yeah. I got in the same argument with my therapist. Mm. She's like, it's not the end of the world if you don't get sleep. I'm like, I'm going to fucking murder someone the next day. I'm not like, yeah. Hey, let's sit down and try to figure out how to arrange music. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm too angry. I'll get too frustrated instantly. Right. Like if you have a good sleep, you have a way higher threshold for patience and tolerance Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. people and the pursuits you're going after. Right. Yeah, totally. 